0: Live and pre-recorded, this is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on February 23rd, 2015 to hit the internets on February 24th. Yeah, that's the day after. And how's everyone doing? We are quickly approaching the month of March, which means so many different things. A full month of spring training baseball. Do you hear that? Spring. rejuvenation. It also represents March Madness, college basketball's shining moment, really, when they have the stage all to themselves, even though other sports are going on, but this is when people really care about college basketball and sort of ignore it the rest of the year if you're not a big fan. And yeah, so I mean, it was about 38 degrees the other day, and it truly felt like summer. But we're going forward. We can't sit and be can't be solitary. We have to move forward. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about spring training. We're gonna talk about a big move today. The Cuban prospect Yohan Moncada, who many Yankee fans thought they needed. Well, they will never get that opportunity because they do not have him, as he signs with the Red Sox. We'll talk about that. We will get into. I wanted. To, briefly go over a little bit uh with the ncaa basketball i'm not breaking it down yet because we still got a few weeks before that happens but uh you know john calipari's kentucky wildcats are still undefeated i'm not sure if i had the podcast when i actually started saying all this but i say it every year because every year the media wants to crown kentucky as one of the greatest teams ever this could be calipari's best class i don't see them losing a game and every year that he's he's won a championship. He won one with Anthony Davis a few years ago. But this team has chance. This team is not. They, they they've had their overtime wins and close games. But for the most part, they are blowing teams out, and it is not competitive. So I I just want to talk about them a little bit. And when I mentioned the passing of Jerry Tarkany, and I I just like the correlation with John Calipari and Jerry Tarkany, as They're both sort of the renegades of the NCAA and. They do what they want with their undefeated teams. We'll uh, Do a little NBA news and notes. A little uh, go around the league in the NFL. Quick combine crap. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, like, I know what I'm talking about. Probably because I didn't watch any of it, but just reading and We'll get into a little promotion by the New York Mets. Uh, past few years, they've had some interesting promotions to try to get people in the stadium to watch the product they put on the field. 50 Cent last year, Foo Fighters, and uh, they have an interesting one this year. It should be... It's different, we'll put it that way. Almost almost minor league-ish, but may get people in the park. And I'll we'll also talk about a former catcher, Greg Zahn. Not Mike Zahn, but Greg Zahn about his hazing comments. And how MLB should maybe deal or put those behind them. Whatever way you want to take it, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Just, just calm down. But we begin... I'm, we're we're going to go with, I'm, I'm not going to begin with the NCA. I just want to talk real quick. Uh, I started watching Dexter. That's a good show. No, it's not 2006. I'm a little late to the party there. Four episodes in. Pretty sick stuff, but I like it. Uh, I don't like to follow trends, so that's maybe why I'm watching this What? almost a decade after it premiered. Uh, another trendy thing, the Oscars. Have you gotten that out of your system yet? Because everyone wants to talk about the Oscars. I'll tell you what. I did not watch one second of the Oscars, not one. And I, I, I applaud myself. Thank you, thank you. I applaud myself. I'm very humble. Uh, apparently, Birdman won the Best Picture. I was not a fan of the movie, so I'm even even happier I didn't watch it. But the platform for what the Oscars is is a spectacle. It is a room of phonies who push their agendas, and we all have to feel less, they're they they superior to us, they tell us why they think this, that, and that, whatever, and just the idea of the Oscars, I don't need someone to tell me that a movie is good, it is a popularity contest, I don't need someone to tell me a movie is good for me to watch it, if I want to watch the movie, I will watch it, a bunch of people in suits and make millions of dollars get together, decide that is the best movie, I don't care, all right? Now say this, I'm glad that phoniness that surrounds the media entertainment industry does not circle in or step in to the world of sports. The yes, so America's biggest Yankee fan, Jay-Z, at the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary show approached David Wells and wanted to know, hey, what what was the deal with that bloody sock? Of course, referring to Kurt Schilling's bloody sock, the Boston Red Sox pitcher who heroically pitched that Game 6 in the 2004 ALCS, uh, two men looked nothing alike. Uh, it, it would make a little more sense if, if David Wells maybe looked like uh, Soto Popinski from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, but it goes to show you the lack of awareness that phonies... And the, the these celebrities, how big of phonies they really are. Uh, they they claim to be something they're not. And Jay Z, he, he's funny, you know. He he he's a big sports fan. He doesn't even know. I, I I question his sports allegiance, and tough shit, Sean Carter. So, uh, but today I'd like to start with the NCAA, NCAA. Did I get three A's? I may have. But right now, the University of Kentucky basketball team, as I mentioned before, is 27-0. They look dominant. They have not lost a game. That's what 27-0 means, Brian. Very good. But John Calipari, love him, hate him. He has a record. A record of winning and a record of possible rule violations obviously the NCAA decided that there were rules violations when his team at UMass that final four has been vacated and the Memphis when he was the head coach of the University of Memphis Tigers that appearance has been vacated too now yes I remember watching the games they did happen those players existed and those games did happen so the fact that it's vacated is a bit much but there was the penalty for what happened you ask any Calipari defenders, they're going to say it was boosters. Boosters, boosters, boosters that committed the violations. I understand that. That's quite possible. But the NCAA found it differently. They found that he was somewhat involved. Oh, I'm just reading this. Sports alert. Arod starts circus with smile and oh, contrition. No, but uh, I made a mistake. I served uh, a big penalty. Uh, I'm a little A-Rodded out. I'm sorry. I... Let me digress for a second here, but uh you know i am not a fanboy obviously i've made the, i've made that quite clear i am not an anti fanboy either, but I guess I'm just an arod enthusiast, but he showed up at camp today, pitchers and catchers and an arod hey hey they weren't really expecting him, but he came because that's arod uh he didn't really do anything, he batting practice, and people just went nuts, so that was the distraction of arod. Not sure if it was a planned thing by him to seize the moment, but regardless, where where the hell was I? So yeah, I mean, who knows if Calipari was involved with getting hookers and jewelry for Marcus Camby. Who knows if he was involved with some mystery man taking the SATs for Derrick Rose. But regardless, those violations were committed and those appearances were vacated. Uh... Jerry Turcanio and the late Jerry Tarkandian, who passed away last week of uh, breathing troubles. I don't know if the actual cause of death, but I mean he was 83 years old and in poor health the last few years. This is a man who was always on the run from the NCAA. Uh I'm not sure he he, he was hit with a few violations. Uh just read a book, The Running Rebels, Running Rebels obviously when he was a coach of UNLV. It's written by him, ghostwritten. Uh very interesting. I guess the whole thing with the violations started when he decided to write op-ed uh, criticisms. I mean, this is in the 70s, towards the NCAA and their how they like to go after the small guy and just ignore the big guys, like UCLA. So I guess, according to this book, and I wasn't around, that uh, the violations were pretty obvious, that boosters were guys at UCLA, boosters were feeding those players cars, money, women, everything they wanted, but the NCAA chose to look the other way because John Wooden had a dynasty that made NCAA look great. All right, Brian, why don't you get to the point here? Okay, got it. What I'm saying is both sort of renegades of what they did, but both successful. A little different. Calipari gets the stars. Obviously, he's made a he's taken a one-and-done program and mastered it, made it something that no one can even come close to. Jared Tarkanian took a lot of guys that people didn't want, a lot of second chances with a father Flanagan of sorts, a lot of Juco transfers. Uh, He also said, I like getting transfers from the Pac-10 because their cars are already paid for, which always subtle shots at the NCAA. But I think the main, you have the correlation there that they were the Rebels and never fans, not the Rebels. They were technically the Rebels of UNLV, but the, the renegades of the NCAA. And the interesting thing about them is both the teams, you know, an undefeated team has not won the championship since 1976 when Indiana did it. And a lot of people don't don't uh, remember that Rutgers was also in that Final Four, and they lost in the semifinals, and they were undefeated as well. And there must have there is pandemonium in Piscataway. Yeah, exactly. So, but what happened was in 1990, UNLV they didn't go undefeated, but they ended up winning the championship and demolishing Duke, demolishing them, embarrassing them in the finals game. Won by about 35, 40 points. And the next year, an undefeated UNLV team met Duke in the Final Four. Tarkanian was worried. Worried about the focus. Worried about the fact that they're blowing teams out. That they blew Duke out the year before. And it was simple. It was a laugher. And he was worried. And you know what? Well, you 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 do know what. In 1991, they lost. And quickly after that, Tarkanian left the school Ended up at Fresno State, yada, yada, yada. Not important. The main question is, can Calipari do this with this team? Can he keep their focus? Now, I listen to a great... Bas- I'm a big college basketball fan. I listen to a great podcast called the CBS Ion college, Sport- college Basketball Podcast with Gary Parish, Matt Norlander, and they made two great points. Two great points. I'm not stealing from their podcast, but they made two great points. Did they make two great points, Brian? Yes, they did. Uh, the first point was... Every team has their big guys. Duke has Julio Locofore and Tyus Jones. If they don't play well, Duke's in trouble. Wisconsin has Sam Decker and they have Frank Kaminsky. If they don't play well, they're in trouble. Case in point, Wisconsin lost a game against Temple this year without Frank Kaminsky. You take two players off of Kentucky, they're still pretty damn good. Calabar gets them to leave their egos at the door. And other than, you know, Andrew Harrison maybe whining a little bit, you don't really see any real problems on that team. And the other great point that they made is they are favored by so many points in every game, and they are so far, obviously anyone can be beaten, they're so much better than everyone else. This team is going to be a double-digit favorite. In possibly the Final Four and even in the championship game. That's pretty remarkable, meaning that if they lose, <laughs> it could be an enormous upset. Think about that, an enormous upset going for an undefeated season. It hasn't been done since 1976. Wichita State was undefeated going into the finals last year. I don't think anyone really took that seriously. No offense to the Wichita State program, but Wichita State is Wichita State. They don't play in the same big major conferences, the power conferences. So should be interesting going forward. We'll talk a lot more college basketball. We're still about three weeks away from Selection Sunday. So I have a feeling Kentucky will get a number one seed just going out on a limb. But I'd like to see how that goes. I, I definitely thought it was just the media blowing smoke up here. This could be the best of this team. It's it's Their defense is amazing. It's amazing. So while it is a regional story, uh, spring training today... Well, nothing really happened in spring training. There was the young Cuban phenom, Yon Makara, who had been courted by the... Hold on, I'm going to make a sound here. Sorry about that. Uh, Had been courted by the Padres, Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox. And came down earlier today that it was between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And eventually the Red Sox got him. Now, this is a 19-year-old prospect who is not even ready for the majors. He will start in single A, probably. He has two years of professional experience with the Cienfuegos, world beaters, of the Cuban Baseball League, Cuban national team. Uh, He, I mean, I'm I'm looking at stats here. I don't know how to uh, decipher these stats from the Cuban Baseball League. I don't know what it's like. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm looking at averages here. In two years... A total of let's say what's that 101 games played uh total 277 batting average 388 on base percentage four home runs 11 doubles 84 hits out of 303 at bats i mean i don't know what that means obviously i'm not a scout but these teams are rare and ready to, to to sign up and get them on their squad uh He's an infielder who, I've seen different reports, can play third, second, short. Those are all positions that the Red Sox are pretty set at. Pedroia, Hanley, Ramirez, and Pablo Sandoval right now, so I'm not really sure exactly what they're doing there. I also read that he could be some sort of trade bait to get Cole Hamels to the Red Sox as they do need another starter. They have a bunch of number threes there. And let's see, Cole Cole Hamels is who they're getting. Uh... What's the name I'm thinking of? Clay Buckholz, Joe Kelly, Rick Porcello. So, they do need pitching to go along with their revamped offense. But the thing I wanted to talk about today is that Yankee fans seem to think that they missed out on the guaranteed Babe Ruth. Uh, This guy is unproven. He is a child. And they are fuming that Moncada is not on the team. I, I, you know, people have missed on international players before. The Yankees have missed several times. Keigawa, Hideki Arabu. uh, I mean, the Red Sox have missed. Daisuke Matsuzaka. Cespedes is, well, he wasn't actually taken by them, but he had a cup of coffee with them. But what I'm saying is, Not everyone's a guarantee. I think like people, now Cuba does produce an insane amount of great baseball players, but not every single one of them is great. I think people hear the name Cuba, Cuba attached to it. And they think amazing greatness. They think hall of fame. They think multiple all-star games. They think a program, uh, someone that, not a program. We're in the professionals now, Brian. College basketball is the last segment. They will just reinvent a team. Now, the Red Sox paid Moncada a bonus of $31.5 million, because that's really what they can offer him. But the fact that they are over the international uh, limit, they will have to pay basically double. Uh, well, they pay 100% tax on it, so it ends up being about $63 million. The Yankees decided not to, not get involved. Uh, I think what happens is a lot of fans see the rival Red Sox getting a player. They see the Yankees not making the big moves they had to. And in reality, what's happened is the Yankees have made a lot of big, bad moves. And they're paying for them. If you don't think the contract of CeCe Sabathia, of Mark Teixeira, of Alex Rodriguez, of Carlos Beltran, all those, even Brian McCann possibly, even Beltran and McCann, you want to give them a little breathing room. It's only been one year, but they did nothing. If you don't think those have a direct impact on Moncada not being on the team, then you're wrong. This isn't your father's Steinbrenner's. Eh, That came out awkward, didn't it? Because he is the father. Yeah, yeah, okay. This isn't your grandfather's. No, that didn't work either. This isn't George. This is Hal and Hank. And they're running it like a business, as they said they would. Now, every team's run like a business, but. They think about dollars and cents, profit, black. They don't. Hey, and if winning comes along with that, that's a-okay. But that's not exactly what they're thinking about. They're thinking about these large contracts that they have to pay to these guys already. And you know what? This one doesn't. They 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 don't see it as a good investment. Maybe Moncada does change the game of baseball. And I sound like a fool, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. I would love the Yankees who have gotten Yon Makata. But you know what? I, just like every single other person, has not seen him play at all. You know what we've seen? Still pictures on ESPN.com. And we've heard reports from people who are scouts who have gotten it wrong several times. Jose Contreras. Ah, remember the big hotel bidding war? The, 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 The Yankees bought out all the rooms in Nicaragua to go see him. Took him away from the Red Sox and they were so upset. Yeah, Jose Contreras, boy. (laughs) <laughs> he wasn't terribly ended up having a okay career but I mean never lived up to all that hype so I think Yankee fans calm down Yoan Makata may not even be in the majors for another two years you will forget about him in a month until he comes up and dominates and has the MVP seasons over over and over again and then you say hey Brian you're an asshole you got it wrong you are stupid quite possibly won't be the first time nor will it be the last And before we leave the game of baseball, I just want to quickly touch on Braves outfielder B.J. Upton, who is now going to be going by his birth name, Melvin Upton. Melvin Upton Upton, Jr. B.J. was Bossman Jr. His father was named Bossman, and people suggested that, hey, maybe you should call your son Bossman Jr. And that's where the B.J. came in. Uh, I'm not really sure... If he expects the name Melvin to mask the fact that he's a shitty baseball player, an extremely lazy baseball player, and an overrated, beyond belief baseball player. But hopefully, uh, in his case, for him, for, for for everything he has going for him, uh, maybe that'll turn his career around from being a waste a guy who I, I, I don't understand why he got that enormous contract from Atlanta. <laughs> I was not surprised that he has not lived up to it. Uh, NBA, real quick, uh, you see Chris Bosh. Uh, I think a guy who gets unfairly blamed for a lot of stuff. He's an easy target. Uh, a lot of the pictures of him, just <laughs> just look up images for Chris Bosh, and I think you'll you'll understand what I mean. He uh, he's out for the year of blood clots on his lung, which is scary stuff. I think, but I think in reality he's a good guy. Uh, I remember when the the Heat lost to the Mavs in the finals and LeBron and Wade because they're so much better than everyone. and Pompous, arrogant. That was a duo that we didn't need to see. They won two championships. Congratulations. They're amazing players. They're both going to be in the Hall of Fame. They, they they rubbed me the wrong way, and I know I'm not the only one. But regardless of that, they wouldn't show up to the media, the, the press conferences after the game. And you know who was there? Chris Bosh. Answering the questions for their their faults, where they messed up, and where were they? They were probably in the back, just crying on each other's shoulders. So I do have you know a lot of respect for Chris Bosh, and obviously I I'm sure he listens to the podcast. So Chris, uh, get well soon. Uh, another person with problems of his own, obviously not as serious as a blood clot to the lungs is Kevin Durant is continuing to have problems with his feet. We've seen big men in the past have problems with their feet. Yao Ming, Bill Walton, and yeah, there's a lot more weight to those guys. But Kevin Durant still is about seven feet tall, 6'11", 6'10". And he's continuing to, I mean, the, the same foot that he had a surgery on in the off season, he's now sidelined again. Uh, you have to start to worry about that. You have to start to worry about what exactly he's signed to a big contract, so I don't think he's worrying about the money, but don't worry about going forward who Kevin Durant is, if this is gonna be an issue, are the Thunder gonna be able to make that next step? So we'll see what that NFL. Yeah, not much gun. Well, there there's the rumor of the Des Bryant tape. Uh Des Bryant tape uh that has only been compared to of Ray Rice proportions. No one's actually seen it. There's been a lot of talk about it. No one's actually seen it. Uh, Des has a history of beating people up. Uh, case in point, his mother. But not a lot of details released about it. So we'll have to see how that goes. The uh, Jameis Winston reported to the Combine. Well, he didn't report to the Combine for the picture. We saw... His, it, was, it was Fat Tuesday last week. We had, uh, on the same day, Jameis Winston... No, not the Mardi Gras. Jameis Winston had a not-so-flattering picture of himself... Getting in shape for the NFL Combine and Pablo Sandoval, newest third baseman of the Red Sox. Ah, look, the, the panda panda was big, Ling Ling, he's big, very big, but uh, he didn't seem as an issue as his his weight actually fluctuated about fifty pounds last year, so he is a big fat pig, and it's the way the cookie crumbles in his mouth. So. There we go with that. I don't know what else with the NFL. Adrian Peterson said he wants to play for the Cowboys. And, and Jameis Winston, he's experience was experiencing shoulder problems or the, uh, the lack of strength in his shoulders. And he said, it's probably because I've been playing baseball. What the hell is he still playing baseball for? He is a possible number one pick in the draft, okay? I think the days of Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson are way behind us, and you're never going to see another two-star af- two-sport athlete like that because there's so much concentration to these younger kids. To focus on one sport, and that's it. Now, Winston obviously has talent to play on the Florida State baseball team, but come on, man. You're not just some fringe player. You are the number—you are probably the number one pick in the draft. Retire from baseball. Retire. Uh, so that's the NFL now. I mean, I don't know how much news and notes you want from me in February, but— like the giants will franchise jason pierre paul he should be very very happy about that i'm sure he will tell us all about it but moving on and oh did i say we were done with baseball because we're not uh i just wanted to quickly quickly mention former catcher greg zahn's comments to former blue jay and now present oakland athletic brett lowry uh Lowry mentioned how he didn't really respect his elders while he was on the Blue Jays, and Greg's on, not ready to go, is he decided that, you know, if Lowry and baseball were more active in practicing hazing and uh, hazing rituals in baseball, what's the word I'm looking for, hazing and, uh, I don't know yeah hazing well, we'll go with that use the word hazing then things would be different he talked about how he was hazed by Cal Ripken and a lot of the Orioles when he was coming up in the early 90s talked about some physical abuse some just uh you know, some some semi- rather light things Now, I think what what Zahn did was he mentioned the word hazing, where you're never going to win anything that way. You talk about hazing, bullying, that's the word I was looking for. You mention those words, you're going to get beat down every single time. The vultures will come out, they will pick you apart, and you know what? Some of it's justified. But if I think, if you're making these guys dress up like ladies, the rookies, or, or making them wear stupid clothes, pink backpacks, I don't see an issue in that. Especially in this day and age where younger players come in with an attitude with lots of money, with lots of fame. They show me Twitter followers they have, by the way, at Brian Buck 13 on Twitter. And so I think sometimes they need, need to be put in their place. But just a, just a little interesting tidbit. And I think we'll close today with more baseball. We want to keep it positive, keep the warmth. We want the nostalgia of baseball. Flowing through our veins. City Field will put their product to the side on June 7th and welcome in the Legends of Wrestling event. Headlined by Bret the Hitman Hart, Nature Boy Ric Flair, Bill Goldberg will also feature Rob Van Dam, lead of the Nasty Boys, and Scott Steiner. They're slated to appear. If you're a wrestling fan, that's actually not a bad show at all. Uh, It could actually be pretty fun. If you've ever been to wrestling events, they're completely ridiculous, but they're pretty awesome, especially when you had a few drinks in you. Tickets range from $25 to $55. Uh, so I'm not sure if it, that, that this isn't a a Mets promotion. They're not gonna fight after the game. Uh maybe if Terry Collins isn't having a particularly good year by the time June 7th rolls around, maybe we can hear something like this, Terry. Yeah! Fuck! <laughs> Oh, my God, that's John Mayberry. He's not supposed to be here. Things like that. Uh, Michael Kadire, Wilmer Flores. He he doesn't belong here. All sorts of insane wrestling rhetoric that we've all come to enjoy and love. But I just thought that was interesting. Uh, the Mets will do anything to get people in Citi Field. Foo Fighters, 50 Cent, Legends of Wrestling. Maybe that will remind some people that a baseball team also plays in the stadium. I shouldn't be talking. Their team pro- their team is probably going to be the best team in New York this year. So, well, that's the show for this week. You can follow me at BrianBuck13 on Twitter, like I said. The website, www.redticketblues.com. You can find the podcast on iTunes, on iTunes Radio. iTunes Radio. Tune in radio, you fool and YouTube. Remember, you can subscribe on all of those, leave reviews, positive, negative. I welcome them all. So with that being said, I'm out of here.